0: Support for today's episode is brought to you by certified health coverage expert, Kiefer Roberts. Helping clients research and secure their best available plan is the main focus of Kiefer's business. Whether it be based on income or on health, he will ensure that you get the best coverage at a lower premium. We all know how confusing health coverage can be, and Kiefer is here to help educate each one of his clients on all of their available options. Kiefer has helped small business owners save so much on their coverage that they can now afford to hire better staff for their growing companies and can even afford to offer each one of those new staff members employee benefit packages. Saving on premiums has allowed his clients to enroll their kids in after-school programs and activities that previously seemed not financially viable and has even allowed them to set aside enough money for that much needed vacation. If you or a loved one feel like you are paying too much or that your deductible is out of reach, or if you just want to clarify all of your options, contact Kiefer at 214-957-2475 or at kiefer.roberts at ushadvisors.com. Welcome to the Rated JG Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Gilley. Thank you all for tuning in. All right, everybody. We're coming back at you with another episode of the Rated JG Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in, and thank you all for the continued support thus far. The Facebook page and Instagram have blown up pretty pretty substantially over the last couple weeks. Y'all have been showing support, so I appreciate that. And as promised, I told you guys we're going to be having a lot of of new and exciting guests on the list, and none more so than who I have on today. So my guest joining me today is Mr. Sonny Martinez, a.k.a. Sonny James of Sonny James Creative. Sonny is a professional graphic designer. He does his own freelance work. He's a skateboarder and genuinely one of the nicest human beings I've ever met in my life. So uh, Sonny and I go way back, and he's finally able to join me. We've been trying to do this for a while. So Sonny, welcome. Thank you for coming on. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Like I said, we've been trying to do this for quite some time, but he is a very busy man. So I'm thankful you fit me in in your, in your schedule. Um, so I mentioned in that long intro there that you are a man of... You wear many hats. You got a lot of different things yeah, up your sleeve. A lot. <laughs> and and we'll de- we'll come back to all of that because that's going to be kind of the bread and butter because we have stayed in touch over all these years very sporadically, but I'm genuinely mm-hmm. just as curious as everyone else, so I'm really excited to dive into all that. But before we do so, I thought it'd be cool to kind of backtrack and start with what is your uh, – first memory of you and I together. Was it freshman year? Is that when we became friends? Yeah,
1: that was, it was my freshman year. I think I'd seen you every now and then through middle school where we played against each other because you went to Frank Seal, right?
0: Yeah, you were cross-town rivals, Walnut Grove. Yeah,
1: the <laughs> like a Wildcats. Yeah, that's, man, that's I think right. I remember seeing you like like basketball games or track meets or something like that. And then I remember actually sitting next to you in speech class. Uh I think it was Coach Bennett. Was it Coach Bennett? Was that his name?
0: That's that's right. Yes, that's sir. Sure and yeah, I, we sat next that, to each other. Very cool. Yeah, that was the that was my first uh, recollection of Sonny too. He was. Uh, I'm not joking when I say he's genuinely one of the nicest people I've ever met. So it was easy to we hit it off from the get go. And he's it's crazy how times changed. I was the the you know long haired baseball <laughs> player at the time, and and Dude, Sonny yeah. was the long the long curly haired guy who ran cross country. I remember that. So oh yeah. Dang. That's hilarious, <laughs> and then we actually—I I think more so—you and I uh, linked up because our friend groups were so similar. You know, uh, yeah, small town. Um, you know, we, you had like your kids that did athletics. You know, whether it be baseball, football, so on and so forth. That's kind of like the the group I was in, and then you had all all my homies on the other end with Mason and Cody and yeah. Jay Payne and Brenner and all them. So we were just one big happy family up there, and that's a uh, yeah, the squad kind glided of for sure. It that's was right. A, yeah, that all you skater guys.
1: Yeah, I was like the somewhat kind of jock. Well, I was tracking cross country, but I had still skated. So I was kind
0: of walking the line in between the two worlds. Yeah, I, for sure. And that's one of those things. I, I consider myself an athletic person. You know, I can hit a baseball, throw a football. But, man, that is one sport that absolutely did not agree with me. Skateboarding, <laughs> man – that would that that would, that was never my my forte, but all my friends seemed to do it, and uh, like I, we always envied like Kyler, who was Mister freaking good Dude, at everything. Kyler
1: is just good at anything he puts his hands on. That kid is insane at, at everything, for sure.
0: For sure. And uh, so yeah, that's actually the like, the skateboarding realm is something I feel like that was kind of cool, and it, and it speaks to the the career path that you chose. I mentioned that you're a pref- professional graphic designer. I feel like. Skateboarding is yes, it's definitely like a physical thing that you do, but that's a that's kind of like a, an artistic form of expression as well. I mean, I don't know if you agree on that, but I, I feel like that's kind of something. The people that typically go down that path and do the skater realm, they're usually artistic people. Like I think of you and Matthew and countless other people like that.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. It's just where uh I believe it's it's just just for your really deep into it's kind of like playing for you so it keeps you creative when you don't really realize it because uh at one point i didn't think i was creative at all (laughs) and then just to me skating was just skating it was just something fun uh met a lot of my friends that way and then uh just so much came from it where i carry with me now it's like really crazy how much has transitioned over and still i have to this day because of skateboarding and i still skate uh all or when i can I actually haven't skated in a couple months just because i've been so busy recently but it has definitely played a humongous part in my life and who I am now. And then it's just, it's shaped me to who I am today <laughs> Very, for sure.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, um, the, like I said, the, the career path that you chose, I never was a skater. But I remember back in the day, like getting those little magazines. What, what were they called? Like, uh, CC- Oh, the CCS like-
1: magazines. I actually found an old one the other day when I was at home. And I kept it just for like references. And oh, I brought back so many memories. Just uh, that was like a Bible to us. I felt like, because you would have <laughs> your pencil awesome. like, I'm going to get this one with these trucks and this board and I'm going to buy these shoes. But you never bought it. You just circled it and you just carried it with you until you got the next issue.
0: No joke. Yeah. Cause I mean, that stuff is not cheap either. I mean, especially if you're it's a high not. school kid, working, what working work a dead end minimum wage job whenever you could, you're not going to be able to afford the stuff you want. Oh yeah, definitely. I had to, I had to
1: work for all of my my skate stuff. My mom would pay for it until a certain point, and then she's like, "All right, now you're going to buy your own stuff." And I had friends that were lucky enough to just get stuff all the time, and so I was they're like breaking boards, and they get
0: mad at it, and I was like, "I can't do that. Like, <laughs> I need this." <laughs> yeah, no, no joke. That's funny. So you know that, that's cool that you still keep up with it and everything. And um, since you and I, like I told you, you know, we we, we kind of stayed in touch here and there over the years. But I, I think after high school, we kind of. Uh, as a lot of friends do, you you just gradually lose touch, you know, we're still friends and everything, but you know, you go your different paths. Um, so that being said, um, where did you go to college to kind of start out this whole separation from Midlothian?
1: So I went to actually a few different schools. I I jumped around quite a bit. Um, but initially I went to AM Corpus Christi and, uh, ran track out there for about a year and a half ish, uh, on their track team. It uh, wasn't a scholarship I walked on, but it, it was pretty fun living on the beach. And then uh, once that was over, I was like, I need to just leave this place. So I went to College Station, went to Blinn College for like a year and a half to get into AM. Things didn't pan out how I had planned. And then I uh, came back to Dallas for a semester, uh, went to Navarro for a little bit, uh, and then came back to Corpus, just realized, you know, what, like I miss it out there. It was fun living on the beach. Just Things are a little slower. All the homies are out there still. Uh, so I went back out and then finished up. So uh, I think in total for school, it took me about seven years to graduate. So hey. it, was, it was a long time, but uh, I found what I love to do and I'm doing it now. I uh, met all the cool people, the great experiences I had out there. So I wouldn't trade it for the world.
0: Well, that's awesome, man. I'm super glad to hear that, especially because I think there's a very common misconception that you know it's the four years, you get your degree, you go into the workforce, you become successful, have a family, you know, that that's kind of like the generation before us. That's the that's the misconception that they have. And I can tell you right now, I got my degree, and it took me five and a half years. And I am doing absolutely nothing with that particular degree. But (laughs) I did at one point in time. So that's I kind of feel you on that, you know, bouncing around the map a little bit kind of wandering around seeing where where life takes you but well congratulations on getting your degree what uh, i'm assuming it's in uh is it in graphic design is that is that like the actual title of it
1: it actually is not so i actually got a a, my degree in marketing and so uh but i actually got a minor in studio art which was focused in design uh because i was pretty much done with my college degree and then i found design so late to where i was like okay this is what i really want to do and so I was like, you know, it's, it's pretty late to, you know, kind of start over. And so I was like, let's just get a minor and then kind of just soak up as much as I can. Because I'm already at that point, I was freelancing, kind of using my own thing. So I was like, let me learn the, the basics and then kind of build off of that uh, from that okay, side. Cool. And then, uh, but yeah, I was, uh, I kind of used my degree a little bit because I were with the marketing group. So I can kind of walk on both sides. I can talk to the marketers and talk to the designers so I can do both languages. Mm-hmm. So it actually kind of panned out. Uh, but I actually just don't have a degree in design. It's actually kind of self-taught through mentors and YouTube very and uh, cool. online platforms, but kind of just taught myself and then met the right people at the right time. And they kind of showed me the direction to take and kind of very had cool. So
0: oh that's awesome. Cause uh, for those of you listening, um, Sunny actually designed my new logo. Shout out Sonny. That was awesome. It's been doing sure. great. I've got a, we're going to be having some merch with that soon. So um, I feel like, I feel like, a lot of the times on this podcast, I do talk about like small businesses and supporting your friends and whatnot, but there is a point in time where you would support your friends, even if they weren't your friends, if that makes sense, just because the proof is in the pudding with their product, you know, and I'm not fluffing you up at all, man. You're the real deal. Everything that you've put out so far, even if just the freelance stuff, that's not connected with your, um, you know, nine to five job. It's, it's incredible. You've, you've definitely got a talent for this and, um if you don't mind if you could backtrack a little bit how did how did this graphic design thing come into play you know marketing degree and then next thing you know you're you're popping out designs on the side so could you walk me through that a little bit yeah so uh it's kind of a long story there's a lot of stuff that kind of played into it but like the quick
1: short and sweet story and i can get more in the long story as we go along because there's a lot of stuff but it all connects which is pretty cool uh me but the short story is uh so I had gotten a GoPro for Christmas. I'd been wanting one. And uh, it was like my mom hooked it up fat. It came with like everything you needed. It came with all the mounts, the whole deal. And it came with Photoshop, like the, just the bare minimum Photoshop elements. And so uh, at the time, I wanted to start an apparel brand, which I kind of started, but it didn't take off too much uh, just because I was so busy with other stuff with school and figuring out Photoshop. <laughs> so I was kind of just making my own shirts because I, I worked at Vans at the time. And so we get all the new shipment of shirts. And so I'd I'd always just check them out, like, dang, this is a really cool design. Like, maybe I could do this for my own thing. So I kind of mimic it. And then uh, I was actually, so before that, I, or yeah, keep going. It was uh, my manager at the time, uh, Alex. He had a friend uh, who was a designer as well, but I didn't know design was a thing. But he's like, yeah, he's like, I can introduce my friend Garrett. He kind of does the same stuff. So I was like, okay, that'd be cool. I didn't think too much of it. And then I'd gotten home. and I was just messing on some more stuff, watching skate videos while I work. And I still do. While I'm at work. I'll have a skate video or just to hear a skateboard going <laughs> while I work is actually kind of nice. And then, so uh, I was watching skate videos and I was just making stuff. And then this, uh, it was on just uh, a playlist on bands. And so this video popped up on a graphic designer, which I didn't know was a thing. And it was this guy named Aaron Draplin. If I don't know if anyone's familiar, but he's a pretty famous designer in the design world. He's a, Looks like your plumber, but he's like a great guy, straightforward, just <laughs> super cool guy. And so uh he had a video on and I was about to change it. Uh just to go to the next skate video. And I was like, you know what? Let me just let it play. Let us see what this guy has to say. And so uh I watched it and I was just in awe with this guy because he's like a regular dude. But the way he talked about stuff is he would get so stoked on a logo or a design, and he talked about how he grew up was he grew up skating and snowboarding. He's from like uh Michigan. And okay. so um uh, I was like, design's a, like, that's an actual career path. Like, I thought you had to be an artist, like a full-on, you know, draw, sketch, the whole deal, Uh, Mm -hmm. which I was not. (laughs) And so (laughs) it kind of blew my mind. I was like, okay, if he can do it, maybe I could do something like this. And then after the video had ended, uh, something in my mind kind of clicked to where I related skateboarding to design, to where as a skateboarder, if you see a curve, you can ollie the curb, you can kickflip the curb, you can grind the curb, you can do so many things on just this one thing. And then so it felt like something in my brain was kind of unlocked. And I was like, Oh, I could take this logo, I could change it to this color, I can move this here, I can do this, like this, I could make it this way. And it felt like everything had opened up to me. And I was like, it's that easy. Like, it's, well, it's not easy. But you know, the concept of design is like, I can do what I want, just like skating to where I can skate however I want. And then so from there, it was like just tunnel vision. I was on YouTube, how to do this and that. And I finally found Illustrator and then Photoshop the full versions, got those illegally. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> got, I had a cousin who kind of had the software, so I took it from him. That's and then so I just it. watched YouTube videos nonstop. I like did more research on this guy, Aaron Traplin, uh, other designers. And then so to backtrack to my manager, Alex, he's like, do you want to meet my friend Garrett? And I was like, yeah, for sure. So I actually got to meet him and I knew who he was before I creeped on him. Cause I was like, okay, like he's a designer. I gotta like soak up everything I can. <laughs> yeah, for and sure. Then, yeah. So, um, but he was super cool. Like we met and he's like, yeah, dude, he's like, if you ever need help, you just let me know. So I was like, for sure. So I was just working on something one day and I needed help with a piece that I just don't know how to do. So I hit him up and he's like, yeah, dude, just meet up at this coffee shop and he showed me how to do it and all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, dude, just, if you ever need help again, just let me know. And then, uh, our friendship grew and I uh, actually found out he fished and I loved to fish. <laughs> and so we lived in, on the mm-hmm. coast. So that's how we got a lot closer was we go fishing all the time. And um, so it was pretty cool. Like he kind of showed me the ropes. He took me under his wing and he didn't have to do that. Nobody, you know, has to do that. But he, I don't know what he saw, but he took me under his wing, introduced me to his people. I met all kinds of people. So it was kind of like the right people at the right time. And then, uh, so back to Aaron Traplin, he actually came to my university. And he spoke oh, with a wow. bunch of other designers. And so I, remember I was sitting at home and I was on Instagram and I saw he posted a picture of a tree. And I was like, that tree looks really familiar. And there's a tree that we have on campus. And I was like, I know that tree. And so he was presenting. <laughs> and so I got dressed so fast. I told Garrett, I was like, yo, he's going to be there. But he already knew. I, he just didn't tell me. That,
0: so that's the next level talking there, man. You're like, oh, I know that tree. That's my tree. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was like, I know that spot. And so I actually
0: drove to school as fast as possible and
1: uh actually snuck in you had to pay to get in it was like a whole deal because there's a bunch of other designers as a workshop so it was like mm-hmm. maybe 200 bucks to get in and I just like walked in as if I was just part of it I just snuck on in there and right when I walked in Aaron Joplin is right there like in front of me like just the guy and I was like to he to me like it was my god <laughs> and yeah. I was like oh my god he's here and I've heard this the talk he did I've heard hundreds of times on, it was a Ted talk he had done before and he just used it on his tour. So I'd already heard this, this speech so many times, but just to actually hear it from him was the coolest thing ever. And then uh, afterwards I made sure I was last in line at the merch table just so I could talk to him because he was there selling his own merch and I was last in line. Uh, we talked for like hours, like me and my buddy Garrett and him just talked and it was a really great experience for me. Cause I was like, this is like my guy and he's talking to me like I'm one of his homies. And that really showed me a lot uh, just being kind to people and just being, you know, doing good work for good people is what he always says. And so yeah, I took that to heart.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's, I, you love hearing stories like that because y- there's, you know, a pretty common thing people always say, you know, don't meet your heroes. And you hear so many, you know, nightmare stories about kids or even adults for them that matter looking up to celebrities or professional athletes. And then they, they meet them and it crushes their dreams because, you know, they, they aren't the person that they've they've met, they've made them up to be in their mind. So yeah. to, to see somebody that you, you know, essentially idolize so much, you know, meeting, meeting them in person. I mean, and they are, they're, they are just a human being just like you and I, but, um, that's really cool to see, I guess, the, uh, them being humble and, um, even something, you know, during that, uh, that story you were just telling, like, you're like, Oh, he didn't have to do that. Well, I'm sure that you know this. This guy who is so high up in the respected field that you you're in, I'm sure that he can see that hunger and that fire inside of you because he was that at one point in time. So that's probably gives him some sort of satisfaction to see that there's still people out there like him that just genuinely or that see a tree on Instagram and then sneak into a $200 event just to come say what's up. Like the, the, that's got to yeah. be so fulfilling on his end as well. So. Um, that, that's that's really cool that you had that experience because I'm sure that did nothing but further ignite that flame that was already inside of you.
1: Yeah, it definitely did. And like at the time too, I would actually read this book that has, I still read it to this day. And I, anyone, I, I give the book to anyone that needs it, like uh, it's called The Alchemist. It kind of changed my whole perspective on life. Uh, if anyone's heard it's by Paolo Coelho. And uh, essentially the story is just about a boy who, uh, he's a shepherd and wants to see the world, goes off and sees the world. And He's trying to find what they call your personal legend, what you're meant to do in this life. And he has to go through all these trials and tribulations, it takes some years to figure out what he's supposed to do. But uh, essentially, the whole story is that whatever you're supposed to be in, in life is it's within you the whole time. It's always with you. It's just you have to go through things to discover it. And so uh, I felt like I read that and I was like, OK. So I found design, which is OK. I like this. This is cool. I had met Garrett. I had met my hero. I was like, these are all what they call good omens in the book. And then, so, uh, but then also that night, I met my future instructor and mentor, Nancy Miller. So she was Garrett's mentor and boss at one point. Uh, So uh, she actually became a professor that year and she used to work for Nike. She was like a designer for Nike, did all this stuff. She worked for like Hollywood Video back in the day. She did all that stuff. She was, she's like an amazing designer, has this crazy like rap sheet. And so I met her that night, and uh, she's like, you know, we're getting a program here at the university. You should, you know, just do a class. Like, uh, you know, if you don't like it, if you don't like it, if you like it, cool, then, you know, stay in the program. So I was like, yeah, for sure. So next semester I took foundations, and uh, at the time I actually excelled because I actually taught myself a lot of stuff. So it was a foundations class, and I made sure I sat next to Nancy just so I could, like, soak in everything because I was doing a minor, so I was only going to have 18 credit hours. So I was like, let me soak in as much as I can. And so I was like a sponge. I just took everything I could. Uh, So that was
0: actually another part from that night that actually has helped me today. And we're still talking. You talk talk about all the stars aligning for you. My goodness, like you, your your mentor is, you know, Garrett. And then you, through him, you somehow run into y'all's idol. And then through that interaction, you meet this, your. Basically, the person that took you under their wing, you meet their mentor. Like, this is all meant to be, I don't know, like you said, good omens. My goodness, it is like right in front of you at that point.
1: Yeah, it was just kind of I met all the right people at the right time. And I'm very thankful for the way it happened. And then just more stuff even happened later on. It was just crazy how everything kind of lined up. But I, that kind of showed me after reading that book, I was like, okay, like this is the path I'm supposed to be on. So let's like get after it. Let's, you know, take it every uh, possibly there is and let's just go for it. And then just have fun with it while we're doing it. And then so uh, kind of as things went on, I uh, got my first freelance or my first design job, which is with the university. And I actually kind of lied on my application to get it because <laughs> it said because you need to have a 3.5 GPA. And I had like a 2.5. I was in the bed. I was I could get by. In class. <laughs> and so I was like, I have a 3.5. So I just put a 3.5. And then I actually got the job because I had freelance at the time, but I didn't know how to actually work within an office. So I remember mm-hmm. with the other designer, she was there, her name was T, and uh, she, uh, I remember she had sent me an email, she can you send me the JPEG of this? And so I was like, I was like, what's a JPEG? <laughs> like, how do I, <laughs> like, I can make it, just tell me how to export it. And so she had to kind of hold my hand. And then she left like a month later to go to grad school for design at uh, Texas State. So I was kind of thrown into the fire very quick, but it actually kind of molded me into working in an office and how to do it. And then it worked out. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, sometimes that's the best way to learn, you know, the sink or swim sort of situations where you find out what you're made of.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it really, it shaped me. It made me really quick on the job. So whenever I had design class, I was like really quick, I could knock stuff out. I can get projects done. And then, uh, yeah, it was just pretty cool. (laughs) And then I actually met, I met another friend and mentor at that job. So it was a, it was a business incubator. So I worked at, so, uh, we were with the university. So if you had a small business, you'd come in, we'd, You know, show you how to run a small business and how to uh, kind of have all the assets you need to, you know, grow your business. And I was the designer, so I got to make people's logos and social media ads and kind of all that stuff. And so uh, there's this group upstairs called Ensemble Group. And so they make websites, uh, you know, do graphic design. They do all kinds of stuff. And so uh, there's one designer upstairs. His name was Gerald Flores. And uh, I knew who he was through Garrett because he has this brand called Taco Gear. It's all tacos, everything tacos. <laughs> and so uh, I knew who he was. And so they're like, can you go upstairs, talk to Gerald so he can help you lay out this website design? So I was like, yeah, for sure. So I'm kind of like wigging out. I'm like, oh, dang. Okay. This is Gerald. I got to make a cool first impression because he's a designer. I'm a designer. I want to be his friend. <laughs> and so I'm bring tacos. I, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I just thought about bringing them tacos, but like, no, it's kind of whack. So I was like, let me just go and <laughs> introduce myself. So I went up and talked to him and kind of just did the whole thing. And uh, I was kind of nervous to ask him, like, hey, do you run Taco Gear? So I did the whole meeting with him. And then when I was leaving, I was like, do you run Taco Gear? And he's like, I do. And I was like, okay, cool. He's like, do you know Garrett? He's like I, was like, I know of him. He's like, we're not physically. We have never met. We've met online. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Like, he's the homie. And then we became really good friends that way. And then so uh, I'd go bug him every, like, every day at work. I'd go upstairs, go pick his brain on designs and kind of just hang out with him. And then eventually, uh, me, him, and Garrett would get together every Tuesday morning for tacos, and you know we talked design or just you know just hang out in the morning before work, and we kind of kept doing it until we all moved away because Garrett got a job with the Spurs and he moved to San Antonio, and then uh, oh, wow. I got a, and then I got a, my job with the Houston Dynamo out here when I was done. So it's kind of like the Sandlot, Everyone's slowly leaving, and that was kind of a bummer. But anytime we're all together, anytime one of us is in Corpus, we'll go have tacos.
0: That's awesome. And you're you're way too humble to ever shed light on this, but I'm going to you just acted like that was absolutely nothing. Sonny just said that he is a professional graphic designer for a professional sports team, guys. So the Houston Dynamo is a major league soccer team. They're in the MLS League. That's a huge deal. And I'm like I, I'm very curious to see because from an outsider's point of view, I think that myself and 95% of the world have absolutely no idea what the, I, I guess what the, uh, job title of a designer for a, a sports company, like, what what does that look like? I mean, I know you don't just walk in, punch a time clock and clock out at five o'clock. Like, I mean, I know that there's, there's gotta be so much more than meets the eye. Like, so what does a typical work day for you look like? What do you go through?
1: Yeah. So a typical day, uh, as a designer for majors, uh, uh, sports team is just uh, kind of go in, get my coffee, kind of go and kind of just meet up. We have our own room called The Cave. So it's all the creatives. We're in one spot. So it's like all okay. our designers and then the videographers. And then uh, for photography, kind of we switch off. So both like videographers and designers take photos for the team. But we also hire our uh, other photographers as well. We kind of get the shots mm-hmm. that we need. But we kind of go in. If we need a meeting, we'll kind of just break down what we're going to do for the day. And then we kind of go to our own spaces and we use Trello. So whatever project there, just grab a project Knock it out, send it to approval. Once it's done, go to complete and kind of just do it all over again. But uh, it's a lot of fun, just because we're all the the cool nerds, I guess, is what it is. We're all
0: kind of <laughs> on the same wave.
1: We're all definitely the nerdy kids yeah. from high school. But that's, we all so like. Merge
0: really do well. you, so do you like? Are you in charge of in charge of like merchandise? I mean, social media marketing. Do you create logo? I I, I don't know the first thing about any of this, and it's just fascinating to me. So.
1: Yeah, uh, we, I'm kind of touching everything, so we kind of split it up. So we have uh, our creative director, and then other two designers. I'm one of the other two designers, and so we kind of split things up. So it, whether it could be, say, if we get a, a new player and we got to make a graphic like welcome, so and so to the team, do a graphic for you know Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever platforms want. So it we'll make some the you know graphics for social media for websites. I've been working on the website quite a bit recently with our digital team, and then a. Uh, Sometimes we'll do some merchandise when we get a chance because we have to go through the league, then we have to go through our our higher-ups, the league, and then, like, fanatics. So it's a it's a long line of things. So we get to touch merchandise every now and then. Uh, I think this next season we might get to touch on it more. And then uh, stuff like for our support groups, like our, our hardcore fans, <laughs> like we have our, our yeah. little sections. And so I actually got to work on a logo for that and actually got approved, and they're really excited about it. So I'm really stoked to see it at the games next season. Very uh, cool, It's kind man. of stuff like that. We do everything. We do, you know merchandise the social media
0: websites uh every now and then branding if we need to no that's very cool so like like, i guess in in most people's everyday lives you know whether it doesn't matter what career path like you kind of have i don't necessarily want to call it quotas or like uh expectations but like how do you how do you guys measure success um as far as like your specific department is it um based upon like website traffic is it based upon ticket sales like like how do you how does your boss come up to you and say, Sonny, you're killing it? Or Sonny, you suck. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I think it's just uh we never I, I've never
1: looked at any of the analytics. I think our digital team takes care of that and then our salespeople uh take care of the numbers. But I think if it's successful, if if our boss comes up, he's like, dude, that's that shit's really sick. And then it's like, all right, cool, yeah. we did a good job. Or if like, yeah, you know, I guess the fans on the, the Twitter page are like, you know, this is really cool, then I think it's yeah. success. But I think within ourselves, if with our group of like, dude, that's really cool then it was a success is how it that, is.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that, that's kind of cool. That's probably a, that's probably a very uh, laid back and like a, a challenging work environment in the sense that you want to impress the person next to you, not like from a sales perspective, you don't want to outdo them, but y'all kind of work together as a cumulative effort to make this team look good, to make this team succeed. That's that's awesome. Yeah, definitely.
1: Because I, I I still kind of have it as the imposter syndrome for sure. Because I'm coming straight out of school uh, first full-time job and major league sports. And, you know, my work is going to be on the platform of the MLS. So it's going to be within all these professional teams and all these other designers from other teams are looking at it too, I'm sure. So it's like, I want it to be the best that it can be. Uh, So, uh, but yeah, definitely coming in, I was a little scared just because it's a whole new world and my colleagues are great creatives they are amazing designers. And uh, so I want to be able to impress, but not overtake. I want to be able to mesh well with the machine they have and just be a good like a team player, if I can, yeah,
0: and just sure. really
1: just make really cool stuff for the team. So like our whole goal, whenever my boss said this, he's like, let's just be the coolest team in Houston, like aesthetically. And I was like, dude, I'm so down. And then even let's try to be the best cool looking team aesthetically in the MLS. And there's a couple good teams out there. There's a, a few design teams that are amazing. So I, but I think we we can sit with those guys for sure. But that's the goal is just to be make our team look cool as we can.
0: That's awesome, yeah. Because I mean, you're not phys- you're not physically on the field, you know, scoring goals or anything, but yeah, no. in, in your in your respective field, you're killing it. So, um, you know, do you and the people like what What do you not necessarily your your design team, but you? What do you draw inspiration from? Like, what what, what gets you going? What makes you want to put pad to pen? Is it seeing other teams, seeing their logos, seeing your friends succeed? Like, what gets you going as far as in the design game?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, for sure, my colleagues around me and friends are around the country that are designing stuff, you know, if I see them make something, it gets me stoked and it's kind of gets me juiced up. I'm like, yo, this is really sick. Maybe let me try something now. Or, uh, just even my friends and family, whoever is doing their own thing, whoever has, a, for me, it's more the entrepreneurial mindset is, uh, whoever's doing that. I get so stoked, like seeing you doing your podcast or like Kyler and, and Colton doing day by day, uh, just seeing them do their thing, whatever their craft may be, that gets me so hyped because, like, okay, they're doing them. Let me let me do me. Let me, like, kind of – it's not like competition, but it's like a friendly competition between it's like, you're doing good? All right, let me, like, step my game up. So then maybe you step your game up, and then by the time we know, we could be at the top.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, healthy, like it's hel- healthy competition and, like, pushing each other. And, yeah, and that's that's something I was actually going to touch on that later on. But speaking from my own perspective – you'd be surprised how many, or actually you probably wouldn't be surprised because you're doing your thing. People almost, almost scoff at you. Like you're, you're doing what you're not like, you know, even if it's a side project, this is not my nine to five job, like by any means, but you know, it's a little bit of income for me. And it's something I genuinely enjoy doing. You know, you express yourself through skateboarding and, and design. This is how I express myself. And you'd be surprised how many people are just kind of like Maybe I don't know if this is the right term, but almost look down upon it in a sense. Like I don't know, and I don't know if you ever ran into that along the way. Like wait, you're you're doing what? You make logos, you know, and it's 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 a shame that some people think that way because. That's just not how I'm hardwired. You know, I'm, I'm the exact same way as you. I see my buddies over there doing their thing in their respective field, and I'm over here, like, number one hype, man. Like, hell yeah, let's do this thing, man. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm about to do some research and figure it out. Like, that's just gets me going. Yeah, because I remember in the beginning, um, I was just kind of messing around with my
1: computer, kinda just in my room, just <laughs> my whole setup was I had, you know, one of those like foldable tables like a beer bong or beer beer pong table. I had one of <laughs> yeah. those in my cheap laptop. So I was doing that, just making stuff and I had friends in bands. So I was like, you know, we just make something cool for them and then they'd, you know, rep it, they'd, you know, make a shirt or make a sticker, and then their friends saw it and it that's how the freelance kind of started for me was kind of just doing favors and just being just having fun and being nice to people. And he's like, hey, let yeah, me nice. just help you out a little bit. And that's how it started. And I remember my parents, they're just like, what are you doing? Like, you should be focusing on school. Like, you're just coloring every day. And then uh, <laughs> then I showed them a check stub for a job I did. And they're like, okay, you could do this, I guess. And so kind of, <laughs> once awesome. I was starting to get paid, they're like, okay. And I was having fun while I was getting paid too. So it was as if like, uh, I was tricking design into paying go. me. And then, uh, but it's also how I, how I um, ate. Literally eight is because I had my, you know, part-time job as a designer uh, for the university. But then I did freelance and so had to pay the bills, had to eat. So that drive was definitely there, like, uh, especially in class. uh, You know, I was, I guess some people saw me as a teacher's pet, but I was just like, I wanted to learn as much as I could. And then I was like, you guys are here for school. I'm here to literally eat. I'm trying to learn so I can do these things so I can eat. I can pay my bills. I can go succeed in whatever I want to do. And so I did get some flack from some colleagues, uh, just from that. But I was like, whatever, dude, like you do you, I'm still going to help you out. If you need help,
0: I'm here for you. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. Like that positivity goes such a long way. I preach that day in and day out, not even just on this podcast. Like that's how I live my life too. Like it's those people next to you that are, that are, you know, Oh, teacher's pet or scoffing at you. You know what, man? Well, maybe you're not here on a scholarship. Maybe your parents aren't you know, funneling hundreds of dollars into your account, you're genuinely there because you want to learn. You see this, you're you you you're a living, like, byproduct of your hard work. So you sitting next to the teacher and soaking up as much as you can landed you a job into a professional sports organization. You know, where are those kids that were sitting next to you laughing at you now? And I'm, that's not being hateful. That's being, you know, a perspective is everything, I guess. You know, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and that, I remember, like, awesome.
1: uh, I, I kind of looked at it as, like, a, my old uh, athlete mindset when I used to, you know, run for uh, A&M, uh, Corpus Christi, when I became a junior Olympian for a little bit after senior year. Um, I kind of learned it through uh, through sports was that competitive mindset to where it's, like, not unhealthy, like, an unhealthy competitiveness, but, like, a healthy competitiveness where it's, like, okay, so if I'm doing this right now, what are my colleagues doing to better themselves? And how can I get that edge on them? You know, just, you know, it's something like that where like an athlete would do like, if I'm working out putting in these laps or putting in these reps, what is the guy in the next town doing so I can better myself and so I can, you know, be the top tier guy if I can. And I kind of took that mindset into design. It's like, I'd be laying in bed. I I learned how to turn it off now to where like I'll be in bed and it's like, what is so-and-so doing? And I would like, while I'm sleeping, this other designers, they're working on stuff. And it's like, what do I need to do to be the best designer that I can be, but to put out the best work and still be a good friend and to be, just be the best that I can.
0: Yeah. And that's you. I think that you put a pretty good you know perspective on that. You know, even if you're not an athlete, there's something that we're all passionate about and the, the mindset that you had, like, you know, for every, every you know time you go to sleep somebody's waking up and they're getting better you know every every athlete's heard that at some point in time but when you kind of skew that and, and alter it just a little bit in your mind and take it into well this person may not be be getting ahead of me or doing better than me but like maybe they're learning something i could be learning right now maybe maybe they are picking up on a new technological breakthrough in you know the the design field that you could be learning about but you wanted that extra hours of sleep. You wanted to, you know, things happen, but if you can find a way to hone that in and look at it from just a personal growth standpoint, not even necessarily monetary value for your job, like you love design. You would, I guarantee you, if you didn't have this job, you would still be doing it down the road just because you enjoy it. You've learned so much, you put so much time into it. And that's a very healthy competitive drive to have inside of yourself.
1: Yeah. And then even the ones around my peers, I would, you know, show them what I learned because that's what I feel is very important. Because uh, like how Garrett and Nancy took me under their wings and Gerald, they showed me their tricks. And so I was like, you no, I want to keep give back to the community that's given me so much now. So like at one point uh, before I graduated, I was what they call a design coach for the university. So I was basically a tutor for the whole uh, me and a, another colleague, Hannah, were the design coaches for the program. So if our students needed help, they come to us and show us. And I remember at one time, one of my students, because I'd I show them everything I learned. I'd like show them quick keys or how to do this and how to make an image look like this, you know, that, you know, just I would give them freelance about extra freelance. Like, hey, do you want some freelance? Take it on and I'll give you all the money. Just do it through me and then get it all done and get you some experience. And then I remember one of my students pulled me aside. He's like, why are you showing us all your tricks? Like you're going to show us everything. And I was like, well, if I teach you all my tricks, I got to learn new tricks. So that was kind of the thing to keep me going. But then it also yeah. I love seeing my colleagues and peers and students around me grow. If I could show them something and they could use it to their advantage and grow from it, that's all I want to see is I just want to – like for me, my friends and colleagues are very important to me. I just want to see them succeed because that hypes me up to like I need to
0: do better too. Like if they're killing it, I got to kill it too. Dude, that's that's such a awesome way to think. Like I think that maybe that's why you and I have vibed together for so long is like – I genuinely don't have enemies. I don't I don't hate anyone. I don't I don't wish down upon anyone. Like seeing other people do well, especially if they're your friends or colleagues, that is like that's so fulfilling and it doesn't have dollar signs next to that fulfillment. It just makes you feel good on the inside. Like those are people you care about. Those are people you've seen put in blood, sweat, and tears, and to reap any sort of benefit from that fires me up. And I just wanna I, actually, my my previous episode—I don't know if you heard it or not—but it was just entitled "Small Businesses." And like, you, we don't realize as like consumers of anything because we all are consumers. How much one like or share or a text message saying, "Hey, man, I just want to let you know you're killing it. I've seen your stuff, and I know we don't talk very often, but you're just doing great." Like, how much little stuff like that can help a business or just a person in general to keep that fire going because they may not have. All those stars align like you did, they may not have a support system, but if you could get, reach out and just tell them that they're doing good or, or, or just like or share or comment or something like that, that stuff is just positivity goes a really long way, and it's like it can make you and other people grow in ways that you may not even see immediately. But like it does nothing but do good just to put good back into the world, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I remember at one point, uh, I was actually at a, at a I guess I was just kind of just burnt out on work and design for a little bit. And then uh, I actually got a message from somebody back home and it was just, I haven't talked to this person in years and I remember them from school. I was like, Oh yeah, what's up, dude. And he just wanted to say, he's like, dude, like you're an inspiration. And it kind of blew my mind. I was like, I'm an inspiration. I was like, I'm just doing my thing, just having fun. But Hey, if it works for you and I can inspire you, then cool, man. Like that, that got me fired up. It's like, okay, I'm done being in this like little rut. I'm going to get back to it. Cause if, they're watching, and they're like, "If I'm helping them out, then cool. Then this is going to get me hyped to go even harder."
0: Yeah, that's something that that I'm sure you have a lot more because you've been doing this for so long. And like that was something I even spoke to my wife about. Like I, I kind of got burnt out on this for a while too. Like, you know, what am I doing? I, my last couple episodes have gotten you know the views have gone down, shares, dot, downloads, whatever. You know she's being the supportive wife, like you know, don't give up. This is something you just enjoy. You never wanted to do it for money. Just you know, this is your passion. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. And lo and behold, a story like you just told me happened to me. Uh, you know, a person I'll leave them unnamed, but like, message me on Facebook. And I mean, I'm talking, it's like like scrolling on your phone like three or four times. Like it was like a novel, and it was just one of those once completely out of the blue. If you like, I would have never thought this person would reach out to me just saying, hey. Just so you know, man, I've always got your back. Like I'm in school and it's kicking my butt. And every time that I feel like quitting, like I, I put on, you know, an episode that you've had with one of our buddies growing up, or just a solo thing that you've said, it just resonates with me and like keeps me going. And I'm like, What? Like you said, imposter syndrome. I'm like, Me? Are you kidding me? Like, but it like we just talked about, it it lights that fire underneath you. And if you touch one person or you or you you know help somebody through something that does nothing but keep adding to that that want that drive inside of you and that's just the coolest thing that means more than any dollar amount ever could
1: yeah definitely because like i always listening to one of my other favorite podcasts the skateboarding one and so one of my favorite artists was on there and uh he and the way i took it is just it's so small but i took it to like heart to, the, to what i do now and it actually has been working out to where uh He's, like, he starts a drawing, and he's like, oh, this is kind of whack. I just kind of like, want to stop drawing. But then he tells himself, like, no, keep keep drawing. It could be pretty cool when you're done. And, I mean, sometimes it doesn't always work out. Maybe it still might be whack when you're done. But sometimes <laughs> it turns out to be pretty cool. So I feel like it's how it is for me. It's like at first I was kind of unsure. But I was like, let's just keep doing it. I met all, meeting all these people, made a lot of friends out of it, had some really cool experiences, and and now we're here. And uh, it's still not done yet. I still want to do a lot more in this world. Uh, design i mean design may not be forever who knows maybe something else will come along but for right now we're gonna sky's the limit we're just gonna ride the lightning right down just have fun with it while we can
0: hell yeah dude that that's actually another thing that i was going to talk to you about um you know you said keep going while you can um some of the accolades that i've i've noticed because um even way before uh we ever talked about doing the podcast like i've just been been a huge fan of your work since you started doing it. I mean, uh, I can off the top of my head, I think one of my favorite designs is the one that you have with the mouse uh, that where like it's oh. got the mouth coming out. Like I'm like yeah, the, the Santa Cruz
1: rip. Yeah, that's yeah, so one yeah. of my so, favorites.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I just I right off the top of my head, I'm thinking well I, ha- I could never. I have the creativity of you know a 90 year old man or something like I cannot even remotely get to that point in my mind. But um, you've got correct me if I'm wrong here, you've got a couple of designs that have been like in major retailers, like H E B and like coffee shops and stuff like that. Didn't you do like a beer can logo or something too? Yeah, there's a couple of them. Uh, well, there's actually
1: one I haven't talked about too much because I still feel like it's not real, but it was actually the first kind of big things I did. And, uh, it was when I worked at the innovation center at that incubator. And so, uh, there's this thing called, uh, I think it's like the P- PPC. It's this big cosmology. And, uh what is it called? Astronomy conference that happened in Corpus. So apparently okay. it's the, the biggest finds, the top 200 like scientists in the world meet in one spot every year uh, to talk about black holes and string theory. It's like crazy stuff. And so I actually got asked to do the poster for it. And so I was like, yeah, for sure. I'll knock it out. Did it. Uh, then I got invited to, they just wanted to introduce me. Like Sonny did all the artwork for the, the whole conference and I was like, okay, cool, whatever. So I'm sitting with two Nobel laureates, two guys that have won the Nobel Prize so they are side mm-hmm. by side. I'm eating, you know, eating some cheesecake <laughs> next to these guys. And they're talking about black holes. And I'm just soaking it all in. And I'm just like, you guys are the top minds of the world. I'm just some kid that is playing on his computer. And then <laughs> so uh that happened. It was really cool. Met all these really great scientists. And then uh, but what came out of it was I got an email from uh my boss. Oh no, not not yet. It was just an email. And it said the big bang theory. And I was like, what? I was like, I opened it and it said, we're the producers of the big bang theory. We'd like to, we're doing an episode on this conference. Could we use your artwork? So I was like, what? Real? yeah. So I deleted the email. I didn't think it was real. I was like, whatever. And then about 30 minutes later, my boss calls me. He's like, yo, he's like, did you get that email? And I was like, wait, what email?" He's like from the big bang theory. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, that's really for real. So I. Email them. I just got it out of the trash, can't email them back. I was like, Yeah, go for it. Just here's the artwork. Just go ahead. And I think it was on an episode from what they told me. It was like on there for like maybe two seconds in the background, like one of my posters. I didn't I haven't seen the episode. What? I don't know which one it is, but yeah, it was pretty cool. But then uh, that was like the I think that one was just really cool and really funny how it all happened. But there's some other ones yeah. that I did too it was uh so this one called Red Hat Coffee in uh California. I actually just did the logo. It was supposed to be a T-shirt. So they just wanted like a California-looking you know, style shirt. So like, sure. I did through Garrett so because Garrett was their designer. And he's like, hey, can you knock this T-shirt out? So I was like, yeah, for sure. Did it. And they're actually really stoked on it to where they made it their full logo now. And then Garrett designs all the cans uh, for them. So like uh, it's in uh, Target in California on the shelves of Target. Uh, It actually just got into Legoland recently. (laughs) So like my logo is in Legoland like on the little tap they have. And they're actually taking off pretty well, so it's really cool. uh, Just to see, just to see a design out living in the world is one of the best feelings for me. It's kind of like skating when you land a trick; you're just like, "This is cool." Like, it's it's really something simple, but it it means the world to me.
0: Yeah, dude, that's amazing. So that I had no idea. Well, congratulations, first off, that's freaking insane. Um, But like, if you don't mind me asking, do do you receive like uh, like residuals from that? I mean, do you get royalties, or is it just kind of a one and done? I think it's just,
1: a, it's just a one and done. Usually how I do my freelance is like once you pay for it, then it's all you do what you will with it kind of deal. And I really don't ask for stuff like that. I mean, I mean that'd be cool, but uh, I really don't ask for stuff like that. And something of that nature, I was just like, yeah, just take it. Because it was the big bank theory. I was like, yeah, just go for it. <laughs> I don't care. That's and then so- uh, Because for me in the design world, it's like you do a design and it's like, okay, this one's done on to the next thing. So
0: I kind of just keep going with the flow and keep doing what's next. And that's probably been why you've been so successful. You know, like don't don't dwell. Be be proud, but never like satisfied with your work. You know that that mm-hmm. that's so cool, man. Um, yeah. So uh, one of the last things I was going to ask you is like, it, where do you see this going? I mean, um, you know, five, six, seven years down the road. I mean, are you wanting to do solo, just be you know Sunny James and do freelance stuff? Are you wanting to have your own design team where you have employees doing things? Like, wh- what's the game plan if you have one?
1: Yeah, there, there's actually a few goals uh, that I'd like to do in this in this uh, field of work is, uh, well, growing up, skate, up skateboarding, I would love to work in the industry, whether I'd be in California or just freelancing for a company. That's like one of the big goals for sure one day is hopefully you can get out there and work in the industry just for a little bit just to say I did it just because skateboarding is near and dear to my heart and will always will be. Um, so that's like one goal. Another one is to actually work for Nike, uh, hopefully, hopefully in the future sometime just to go up to Oregon work with the big Nike for some time would be pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but pretty much it's just kind of just doing stuff with my friends is what, uh, one of the main goals is I have is no, we don't have to work together. We don't have to be on the same. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, you just don't know the the logo I did for them, but I mean, uh, just working with my friends, if I could like, doesn't have to be like, we're all on the same projects. If we could be in like a, just a, a space, like a warehouse, wherever, whatever we can call it, uh, just working in the same area as them. They could, we could be doing our own projects. Uh, I'd love to just be in that environment to so like, you know, just check on your friends and be like, Oh, I'm working on this. Like, what are you working on? And just be able to work with the cool clients. Like be able yeah. to say like, I have uh, plan B skateboards. I have anti-hero skateboards. I'm doing stuff for hot wheels right now, or I'm doing stuff for super soaker. Like those would be like the dream clients and just like the fun stuff to just where you work with your friends. And just because I think like when you're with your friends and having fun, that's when the good stuff comes out. And yeah. then, uh, so that's like the main goal eventually, but the, and then there's one other sports team I'd love to work for in the future would be the Texas Rangers. Grew up oh, a Rangers yeah. fan. Uh, one day I would love to, to work with them, whether it be a designer or a director, whatever it may be. I'd love to just say I did that once. <laughs> and then, uh, but the very, very last, uh, goal I have when the design world's all said and done is to actually teach design uh to go back to my old university and give back, like I said, to the community that gave me so much. Uh just go and try to make the best designers that I can make to let them have a future and let me show them everything I can so they can surpass me and be who they are supposed to be. And uh that's the the final goal. That's the the last thing I want to do is just be a professor,
0: teach design, kind of just give back to the community that gave me so much. Wow. Well that I mean that's I could not have thought of a more sonny martinez answer to that question man like that is <laughs> you really you really are i know i keep blowing you up but just you're just a very good guy and you know i it, it that comes through it rings true to everything that you've done and you deserve every ounce of success that's came your way man so i hope that every single one of those dreams that you just or every one of those goals you just laid out for me from my point of view i'm telling you they're very attainable you're very talented so stick with it my brother i'm sure that they'll they'll be within your grasp soon enough definitely but, All right, man. So I am moving on to my favorite part of every podcast here. And I did prep you on this one because a couple of my guests, a couple of my guests say that I blindsided them with them, but uh, this is a recurring (laughs) segment I have. So for all my listeners, uh, I close out all my guest podcast with uh, a segment that's called, if I could pick three to have a beer with me. And essentially, even if you don't drink, it's just uh, a, a figure of speech. It's, it's a, a question that I, if you could have three people at your disposal to where you could sit down with them, you know, crack a cold one, all guards down and just talk to them, pick their brain, just, just in all, no holds barred, who would be your three and why?
1: Okay. So, first one off the bat, uh, if you're a skateboarder, you know who this is. His name is John Cardiel. Uh, this guy was like the guy in his time. He was he would didn't care. He would go for it. He was just kind of just pedal to the metal kind of guy. And uh, I would love to have a beer with him just because like uh, there's a story that happened to him. Something that happened to him in life where he used this great skateboarder. Just everyone knew him as they had a song called All Hell Cardiel because he's like he was the guy. Well, we actually got run over uh, okay. uh, while I was on his on his skateboard. His homies, he was, was skitching on the side of the van, fell under the van, got. Uh, got run over, was paralyzed from the waist down. They told him, you'll never skate again. You'll never be able to walk again. You're going to be in a wheelchair the rest of your life. And so with his mentality, he's like, no, he's like, I'm walking out of this hospital. And so one, one video I saw where he was talking about it, where he said he was just looking at his toe, his big toe, and his big toe twitched. And that once that happened, he's like, it's on. And then so when I saw that, that really sparked in me. It's just like, I have this opportunity, and they're giving it to me. I'm going to take it and I'm going to just, it's on, like, let's go. And so now he, he doesn't, he skates every now and then now, but he's riding bikes, he's walking, he's doing the whole deal and he's just intense, just going for it. So that's definitely the first person I'd love to have a beer with.
0: Uh, Well, well, that's a good number one for sure. I've never heard of that guy, but my God, that's super inspirational. No doubt.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. He's, he's the man for sure. Uh, But second on the list would be Mike Judge. I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with Mike Judge. He's the creator of Beavis and Butthead and uh, my favorite King of the Hill. And he's made movies like Office Space. He's done Idiocracy. The show uh, Silicon Valley. He was one of the, I think the writers are, he did, he was, I think he wrote it. Uh, But to me, he's just so funny. Uh, Just because like growing up, I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons or anything like that. But for some reason, we could watch King of the Hill. So I'd watch King of the Hill every chance I got. And I still watch it today. Like I have. So many the King of the Hill things, like uh, I have Prince, I have all <laughs> kinds of stuff. I love King of the Hill. And so, um, but I would love to have a beer with him because he, uh, so I kind of come from the same kind of story he did to where he was doing something that he didn't love. He was kind of just doing it because it paid for the bills. And that's mm-hmm. how I kind of felt when I was in college, I was kind of floating through life. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I kind of had an idea, but the route I was going, I know I wouldn't be happy. I kind of be just, you know, just doing the day to day, not really living. So he actually went to school to be a physicist, and he graduated, was a physicist, did the nuclear power plant thing. He was there for about two years. But at the same time, he was always into animation. So he would kind of draw and doodle and stuff like that. And then um, a lot of his people he worked with became characters in his movies, like uh, Milton from Office Space. He actually worked with a guy that was like that. And so that's (laughs) where the idea came from. And then even like Beavis and Butthead and then King of the Hill, people came from that, that world that he worked in that nuclear power plant. And so he kind of just took the leap of faith and did animation. And then he got pitches from MTV to do Beeps and Butthead. They did Office Space, did King of the Hill. And I felt like I kind of did the same because I, uh, I kind of doodled around with cartoons because uh, growing up, I actually had dyslexia. So uh, I was put into special ed, did the whole, the whole deal just because I couldn't read fast enough. And, but the cool thing about going to special ed is I met my best friend that way, uh, Justin Payne. Uh, we were both in the same class.
0: (laughs) Shout out Jay Payne.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we've been best friends ever since the second grade. Uh, But I met him there. Uh, But yeah, like, um, yeah, so I couldn't really read really well. So I was actually embarrassed to read in school, like we'd have reading time. And I'd pretend to to read, I just turned the pages. When someone turned the page, I turned the page. And then I found Captain Underpants. And then I was like, that was the first chapter book I read cover to cover. So I read all the books. And then... uh, after that, I remember I was in the library, and some homie was like, "Yo, have you read Calvin and Hobbes?" And I was like, "What's that?" And then he showed it to me, and I was just blown away. Like I had checked out as many as I could. I read all of them, and uh, kind of just. And then that's I think that's where the creative the kid came and kept or I kept the kid in me for sure. Uh, I think just to say with Mike Judge is to keep the kid alive in you. In you, don't let it die. And I think with all the cartoon books I read and all the skateboarding I do now and my job, it keeps the kid inside of me alive, which is really nice. <laughs> and I love it, because I I get to play kind of every day, whether it be on my skateboard or doodling on a paper or on my computer
0: at work, whatever it may be. Then there you uh, go. Now and you you've turned that, you know, that little kid on the inside is turned into a professional and now you get paid to have fun, right?
1: Yeah. It's it's really funny. Like uh Actually, when I was at home, uh, I forgot, but I did a time capsule thing when I was a kid and I'd never opened it until recently. My mom showed it to me and I was like, oh yeah. And I read the note <laughs> inside of it. And as a kid, I wanted to be a cartoonist so bad. Like I just wanted to have my own panel in the paper and do that whole thing. And then I read it and I was like, well, I'm not a cartoonist now, but I think the kid would be proud of me. He'd be he'd be pretty stoked. I'm still kind of drawing. I'm getting paid to color every day. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah. And man. so,
1: I mean, maybe eventually I'll get back into cartoons. That'll, that will be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, there, but, uh,
0: there's another goal for you there, man. That, that's awesome yeah. that you, that you stay, like you said, you know, you didn't just stay completely linear in that path, but you're definitely on the path of being in that realm. So.
1: I hope so. But yeah, that's that, awesome. so all to say from that one. Uh, Mike judge is he's, I feel like he keeps that kid alive in him and he's just really funny and his creativeness, I think is just, is great. So I'd love to have a beer with him. And go. then uh, finally would be my old professor, Dr. Blanco. Uh, he's not with us anymore. RIP uh, passed away a couple of years ago, but uh, I'd love to have a beer with him because we never, or I don't think he ever knew it, but he ignited something in me, my uh, sophomore year of college when I had his class for intro to business. So he was the professor that would, uh, he was a dick. He would, if, <laughs> if you were doing something in a class, you didn't like, or your phone went off, he would stand you up in front of everybody and just roast you and i've seen grown kids cry i was just like dude this guy's a tick but he knew what he was talking about he's, he'd been around the block in the business world he'd done it all and to where he's running four businesses at one time his phone was always going off he was taking emails phone calls he was doing everything but he was very knowledgeable and uh he really cared about his students even though he, it didn't seem like it but he truly did care and i remember i took a survey in his class it was for the disney program and it was like a just to join the program. And I remember one of the questions was, how creative do you think you are on a scale of one to five? And I just put a one. I was like, I'm not creative at all. I didn't think, and this was before design even came into play. So I was like, whatever. But he did ignite the entrepreneurial mindset that I do have now to where he's like, you can do it. Anyone can do it. You just got to find what you're good at and then just go for it. And he'd show us so many different things. And he was really passionate about teaching. And so I wish I could tell him today, like, you (laughs) sparked a whole thing and now I'm here now. 'Cause I was the kid in my room on a computer just screwing around. And now I'm in major league sports, you know, I've met all these people, I have all these mentors, and I'm just so grateful and thankful for all the experiences I've had. And it probably wouldn't have happened if I didn't take that class. If not, I'd probably be just somewhere else just working some dead end job
0: that would not be fun and not <laughs> close to what I'm doing now. Wow. Dude, that's so cool to cause that that some people go through their entire, you know, academic progression no matter where it stops, whether that be high school, you know, college, masters, whatever it may be. And some people never have the luxury of having that professor that, you know, hits home for you. I guess just speaks your language for lack of a better term. But that's so cool because, you know, I'm sure that you will take that if you ever get to become that professor, like you said earlier, that's one of your goals is to become a college professor. I know you and you won't be a dick. You won't be the guy standing up in class roasting the kids, but you know you <laughs> will you will remember the, those lessons that you learned in his class, and I'm sure that all your future students are going to benefit from it. So, dude, yeah. that's, that, that is a very, very good round table of dudes to, to crack a cold one with right there. So definitely, yeah. yeah, and I feel like that just right back to it really quick
1: is just like there's always that gatekeeper for people. You don't have to go to school. I just there's those gate, gatekeeper people in your life. You just got to recognize it. And then take it and like to go way back just real quick. Um, our friend Corey, he was actually one of those gatekeepers for me. I don't think he knows it, but he was for me when it came to skateboarding. Uh, Cause I had just gotten into skating and we're in middle school. We're at eighth grade. Uh, and I had watched, I, I started skating, but I didn't let it be known within school. I kind of just sat back and observed the kids that skated like Mason, Cody, Corey, Michael, all those people, I kind of just sat back and I was like, those guys are just so cool. Like, hope maybe one day I can hang out with them and go skating with them. And I was going to practice one morning. I made the basketball team my eighth grade year and Corey was on the team too. And I remember I was walking up. I had my skateboard because I skated to school. I was like down the street from the school. And then so Corey was walking up and he's like, you skate? And I was like, yeah, I kind of just started. He's like, he took, he's like, let me see your board. And he did a couple of tricks. And I was like, dang, that's pretty cool. And then he's like, he gave it back. He's like, you should come skate with us sometime. And I was like, word? Like, to me, that was, that opened up the entire world to me. Because then, like, I got to hang out with those guys and then got into the crew and I was skating every day. And I'm still skating today. So, like, I don't think he knows it. But that was, like, a huge piece for me as a kid because I was like, you're letting me in? Like, you're, what, me? Like, I'm cool (laughs) enough to come skate with you guys? (laughs)
0: Dude, that's so, so cool. And I I know that Corey listens to these podcasts and I guarantee you he's going to get a kick out of that. So that that's super cool, you know, because I guarantee you he doesn't know that that was uh, meant this much as it did to you. But like you said, you know, going back to just a small act of kindness and then look now what's up. You're still doing that to this day. And you're st- that quote friend group that you begged to be a part of and you wanted to be a part of. Those guys are still in your life. So that's yeah, what, what a cool little story.
1: Just the smallest act of kindness can do so much. I mean. Like that's what I try to do every day—is kind of be a blessing to anyone that I just be a blessing to someone that day. Just could be the smallest thing; you never know. But uh, as I say, just when I my when I would tell people when they ask me what does it take to become a designer, like a good designer, and I was like, just be kind, make cool shit for cool people, and just work <laughs> hard, man. Just put in that time; it's gonna
0: take time. But if you keep yeah. those three close, I think you'll be fine, dude. That's awesome. That that's such a great mindset to have, and that is. That that's a perfect way to wrap all of this up, man. Because the the last few minutes of you speaking, you know about just the people you would you know sit around have a beer with, and then like the you know wanting to be a part of that friend group that ended up taking you in. What I can tell you is both from your friend and from you know quote peers standpoint, keep everything that you're doing the way that you're doing it, man. That the humbleness that you portray, I mean, it comes through. You know, I I promise you, we can all see it. And I talked to. Anybody that's in my circle that needs any kind of design work, I always send them your way, and you know, shoot them your your IG and into your your website and things of that nature. And it's not because I feel like I have to; it's because you know, you're just a good person and you work hard. And man, you're you're killing it, and sky's the limit for you, man. So this is um, a perfect opportunity right now. Um, if you have anything that you would like to plug, where can where can people find you at? Where can they find your work? Where can they follow you? Yeah, uh, so you can actually, I'm mostly present on
1: Instagram. Uh, well, I haven't been posting too much recently just because the work's been so busy. But you can find me on Instagram at Uh And then on there, my bio, there's actually a link to my website. So you can actually check out more of my work portfolio-wise that I've done. Uh, but those are pretty much the two right there that I, I'm present on. Uh, but, I mean, if you have a questions or if you want to get into design or any have any questions on that, just feel free to reach out. I'm always here to help uh, if you need design work. Shoot, shoot me a, a message, uh, whether your budget is big or small. I've done work for, for high-end people. I've done work for the price of a – I did it for a six-pack one time. They needed help. I was like, <laughs> I believe in what you're doing. Just give me a six-pack and we're good. So, I mean, whether, whatever your budget is, I'm here to do good work for good people is how Aaron Draplin says it, but how I say it is. Just make cool shit for cool people.
0: There you go, man. And uh, I'll make sure, and I'll post like I'll, I'll have links to all of all of Sunny's information, you know, in the in the show notes and whatnot. But um, just to wrap everything up, man, I very much appreciate you coming on. You are killing it. Stay doing everything the way that you're doing because the the trail of success you've already left behind you speaks numbers, and the sky's the limit for you. So once again, Sunny, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, man. And uh, we'll still be in touch. And like I said, if y'all ever need any kind of design stuff, whether you have a small business, if you just want to put, in his words, cool shit on a t-shirt or something like that, Sonny's your guy. So thank you all for tuning in for another episode, and we will catch you next time.
1: Catch you later, guys.